Hey, look, here we are. It is time for show and tell. It's me, John Park, not your regularly scheduled PT and Lady Ada. Uh, I'm doing a, a little guest spot here on show and tell today. So I want to thank everyone for stopping by. Hopefully, if you have something to show or tell or both, uh, you will get the link. The link is in Discord. So if you go to the Adafruit Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, you can get an instant invite and you can jump into this chat. We're going to go for about a half hour. We have a few people queued up and we're excited to see what they've got. So I'm going to stop talking right now and bring in our first guest. And that's going to be our good friend, Kevin from DigiKey. Hey, JP, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I love the Adafruit background. You must be in New York City. <laughs> I, I jumped on the plane from uh, LA to New York uh, about a minute ago, and here I am. I'm actually uh, in front of my new retroreflective green screen and decided to throw a picture of, of the uh, the uh, factory back there. So, uh, well, it looks great. I, I think I make believe here. I might have to do the same thing and have a picture of the, the new DigiKey warehouse behind me. I'll, I'll oh, yeah. That's that. a, like a million square feet or something, right? That goes on endlessly. Yeah, it's a million square feet footprint, 2.2 million square feet of floor space. Wow. It, it's a, unbelievable. It, it takes like three days just to walk around in it. I look forward to visiting that in person one day uh, once once we get all vaccinated. and uh, Exactly. And for trips, that would be fun. So really quick, I got a quick show and tell for you today. I was really hoping my... Uh, Feather RP2040 was going to show up because I was lucky enough to be one that jumped on quick enough to get the, the limited run. So it's going to be here tomorrow. Oh, good. I didn't quite make it today. But Raspberry Pi, it is Pi Day on Sunday, as you all know. So I have some special guests, which you are one of them. We are going to do uh, another, uh, I, we're calling it another helping of Pi. Uh, Raspberry Pi roundtable discussion, talking all things RP2040 and the Raspberry Pi Pico. And we're just going to have a, a fun, interactive conversation around what's new with the RP2040 and how it's kind of affecting the industry and what the future holds for it. Because I know Adafruit, you, got some, you guys have some great products coming out with the RP2040 we're all excited about. So we're just going to sit down and talk about it on Sunday at 4.30 Central Time. So we're going to try and have that done, have it all wrapped up just before the desk of Lady Ada on Sunday. That's terrific. Yeah, I should be excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what people are up to. I'm going to talk about a project or two that I've worked on with it, but it's uh, kind of a nice thing to see the microcontroller, the sort of maker microcontroller market get shaken up like this. It's a bit yeah, it is. And, you know, drop a chip on us. A board like this is you know pretty inexpensive, so it's there's going to be a lot of good conversation. So I encourage everybody to jump out on and check it out. Good. Yeah. Great. We're looking forward to it. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm looking forward to going there and, uh, and chatting. So uh, thank you so much. And uh, may the shipping uh, fortunes smile upon you and, and uh, hope you get your Feather RP 2040 soon. I'm sure I will. I look All forward right. to it. Uh, next week, I'll have a, a product or a project using the RP 2040 Feather. Excellent. Very good. We're looking forward to it. Take care. Right. Take care, JP. All right, uh, next up, we've got our own Trevor. Let me bring Trevor on and see what's new. Hey, Trevor. How's it hey, going? not bad. How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, so what are you working on? Uh, what's your all latest? Right. So I've been, as you uh, as you may or may not know, I've been working on a bunch of like AR uh, overlays for boards and different devices. This week, I did one for the uh, Raspberry Pi 400. 
which is pretty cool. This is like a personal computer uh, with a keyboard and uh, keyboard and mouse attached to it, which is pretty cool. But behind it, if you can see right here, there are these GPIO pins, and I made an overlay for that. So I'll show you what that looks like right now. Let's see. All right. There you go. So this is it in action right here. So I'm scanning the back of the board. And boom, there you go. The GPIO pinch right there. That's excellent. That's really, really cool. The tracking is, I mean, just having that info is going to be super helpful. But the tracking is just next level. Like, it's kind of freaky how well it <laughs> the object. I love that. Yeah, thanks, man. It, it took a while to get down, but finally got it down, you know. But yeah, hopefully uh, soon I can uh, do one for the uh, RP2040. That's, That's you know. really great. So uh, if you don't mind, when you're working on these, you've been uh, doing a few of these. So I'm assuming you have yeah. sort of a code base that you're leveraging and a, and a technique for preparing your uh, transparent graphics and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about what, what happens when you're like, OK, here comes the next board. Uh, what do I what do you do next? Uh, well, well. All right, so there's a pro. So there is a process. Um, so first, I'll get like a really like a really high quality picture because I need I need that as a reference. Um, this is particularly hard because uh, when it comes down to the AR kit framework, um, it, it looks for detail, like a really detailed picture. But this is this basically is almost has like no detail really. So I had to kind of like get extra close, uh, sharpen it a bit. Uh, the image and, you know, really just wish and pray. Hopefully, it, you know, it works. And this came out perfectly. Uh, so there's that. And then I just track. Uh, I have my overlay set. And then I just, like, place it in AR world. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then that's basically it. So, it. so it sounds like an element of this is coming up with um, unique features that yeah. are recognizable, have a high, high enough contrast that they're going to, differentiate it from other stuff so you don't just hold like the side of a tennis racket up. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's it, man. Right on. Right on. Oh, it's really great. It works it works really well. I just started working with this uh this Pi 400 today because mm. we have the little Cyberdex coming out yeah. uh soon and so I wanted to start playing around with it. It's a really cool computer. I showed it to my daughter and I was like this kind of reminds me of where I started on like an Apple II <laughs> to oh, get it all <laughs> back in one box again yeah. which is fun. Oh um, man. But yeah, yeah. the odds of me knowing even which pin is which, looking at that thing, uh, you know, from the yeah, I kind of uh, uh, it'll be useful to use the AR app. I'm almost uh, wondering, can you can you use this with the front-facing camera? Like, can can you hold your phone um, between you and the and the monitor and kind of wedge it in there and kind of mirror back the AR? Or is it is it the regular camera only? Just a regular camera only for now. Mm -hmm. For now. We'll see how how to feed what future holds. Right, right, yeah, excellent, yeah. cool. Well, thank you, thanks for taking the time to to talk about it a little today. The results are impressive, but it's also really uh, fascinating to to learn a little about how you put it together. So, thank thanks, you for, for for putting these together for us. Thanks, man. Right. Appreciate it. Take care. Later, man. How about that, huh? Very cool. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to move uh, through our our people that we have in order here on our uh, on our green room in the waiting room. So uh, next up is Melissa. All right, Melissa, tell us what have you got going on today? 
Ah, so this uh, new, newer uh, high definition display or e-ink display came out, and so I wrote a little driver for it. And I realized while I was writing that that the feather wing, the tr new tricolor feather wing that came out, uh, I think in November, uh, it has a. I'll show you it updating here. Uh, it oh, I have it upside down. Uh, it has a uh, the same display as the new uh, breakout, and so I have the driver working for that as well. Now the feather wing doesn't have a reset line attached directly to the feather, so uh, I had to do a little trickery to kind of detect if there was a reset pin defined or not. Mm -hmm. Oh, excellent! Well, thank you for uh, keeping us moving forward with the latest. Uh, E-ink, I know that we got thrown a bit of a curveball with some of the new drivers, right? The the or the the uh, driver chips on these have changed from mm -hmm. what we use, right? So it keeps you right. busy. <laughs> the old one used the IL0373, and the new one uses the SSD1680. Excellent. Good. Well, thank you for doing that. Look forward yeah. to being around with us. Take care. Mm, thanks. All right. Uh, next up in our queue, we have Jepler. Hey, Jepler. Hello. Uh, unexpectedly, I have the privilege of being the first uh, Feather RP2040 project of Show & Tell, and I'm really Ooh, surprised. That's so nice. I put it together with our friend, the prop maker Featherwing, and we can actually play very basic MP3s with it. So the uh, concept here is, what if we can make an audiobook player? She seemed to be weighing the matter in her mind. Give it a good hard knock, she said. And uh, so, yeah, we can we can do limited MP3s, and you've got like uh, six megs of storage for audio files, so you can get a 20-minute book on here. I don't think we're going to sell a million of these, but uh, it shows kind of the raw CPU power of the RP2040 can do low bitrate MP3s. It can't yep. go up to the higher bitrate. You need the M4 for that. But right. yeah, that's right. what I've been up to with Feather RP2040, which it was windy today, and my package blew away, and it was under the bush. So that's what I had to go through to bring this to you today. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> that's true. Chasing down your, uh, yep. your package. <laughs> well, that's great. Thank you for uh, for doing that. And, and that's quite a feat, because the MP3 uh, playback, we, we usually do that decoding on M4 and, and faster. Mm -hmm. But that's right. Pico and or the RP2040 is more of a an M0 class. Uh, right. Yeah, it's called M0 plus. Mm -hmm. uh, it runs at a very high uh, megahertz compared to like the Atmel SAMD21s, mm -hmm. but um, it lacks some of the advanced math instructions that MP3 really would like to have. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's a trade-off. But yeah, that's what you can get. And there's a pull request um, to add it, which I don't know if we'll actually incorporate that or not. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Thank you for showing it off. Quite a technical. All right. Have a good night. Take care. All right, moving right, right along, because I think we've got uh, Ask an Engineer coming up at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, right? I think I think we used to have these for an hour. I haven't done them in a while. I think we're doing a half hour, so I'm going to... I see people nodding, so let's we'll move through this. All right, uh, next up, we've got our own Tan Newt. Scott, what have you got? Hello, uh, I've got two things. Uh, first, I'll show you what I did to my feather. Uh, this is a Feather RP2040, but what I've done is uh, we have these sockets in the shop. Uh, and I had forgotten that I even got one, but uh, Lady Ada was like, do you have one of these? You could use one of these. And what it allows me to do is actually uh, pop the flash chip out and put a different flash chip in there. So I've been doing a lot of debugging of different flash chips. 
uh, especially since we're getting all these different boards with all these different chips. So I took one of my two feathers and I uh, took the blast chip off and put this socket in place. And then I also have all these wires hanging off that allows me to debug the communication of those uh, to the flash chip as well. Oh, very cool. So this is a, a dedicated feather rig for my, yeah. uh, my, my flash work. That's neat. That's quite the socket. So you can test like different sizes of flash memory or different uh, yep. manufacturers to see what does uh, what works for you the way you need it to. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like different flash chips have different like initialization sequences and they mm -hmm. might like have di slightly different commands and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um so yeah that that'll be good uh the cool. second thing i wanted to show is something that i i do kind of hardware design in my spare time so i made this well i found where's the case i found this really cool usb case by hammond uh this is the biggest version of it but it's designed to have a usb a sticking out there and i wanted to make this socket uh like sensor thing and so i i got the boards back and i finally assembled them and so one side is a micromod. So this is a SparkFun micromod, and it's nice and slim. That was the challenge of this whole thing is fitting everything in there. And then I designed a 10-pin flex PCB pinout so that I could have different sensors uh, all connected up into different flex things. And I actually have different flex connectors on this board because I'm testing them out. So um, there's like a five, five neopixels, and then a light sensor, and then a temperature and humidity sensor as well. Um, so I got to test that's all that. Really but, cool. So, um, so that's like a, a as thin as you can get add-on sort of sort of a carrier board. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like you know, stemmas are great, but they're pretty large. Uh, feather wings are pretty tall as well. So this was my kind of attempt at like something that's super small, super thin. Yeah. Um, and they're actually qu quite simple as well. Like most of them are just the sensor and a capacitor. Um, so I got to test that, but, um, it does, I did all the mechanical testing. Um, it does fit in the box. Uh, although I put the USB connector on the wrong side. So I already did oh, a round no. two. <laughs> um, but I tested it. I tested everything in the box before yeah. I put the connector on, uh, I actually soldered it on. That's really um, cool. Uh, I'd love if you throw up info in, in the discord on the, uh, the boxes you're using for that. Cause that looks like a neat standard to fit some, some projects of a certain size in as yep. well. Yeah, yeah. They're, Hammond, I'm guessing they have aluminum ones and uh, as well as the plastic ones or? Um, I've only seen this in plastic. Yeah. Um, it comes in like five or six colors. Uh -huh. Neat. Um, cool. uh, and three sizes, but this is the largest size. I, I was mm. like, I'm going to go for the largest size. And yeah, give yourself start with that. <laughs> and it's not that much space. It's like five, like six millimeters on one side and like five, like three and like three millimeters on the other. So yeah. it's quite yeah. tight. Really neat design. Oh, look forward to uh, to seeing you uh, put more about that out there. Yeah, well, I gotta I gotta see if it actually works. Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know it doesn't blow up. I did plug it in. <laughs> That's good. Very nice. Well, thanks, Scott, and uh, we'll see you uh, we'll see you soon. And you're doing a deep dive on Friday, Friday, Friday this week. Friday, great. Yep, it'll be Friday this week because I'm I'm working a full week, not skiing on Friday like I did oh, last week. Bummer. Uh, thanks, yeah. man. Yep. Thanks for having right. me. All right. Next up, we've got our very good friend, Todd Bott. Hey, Todd, thumbs up. <laughs> All right. I'm showing off two things. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully I can show this. This is, I'm playing around with these, um, with these round LCDs. And here's a little dial demo that shows, uh, you know, you'll be able to change the, 
change the position of the dial. Um, and then another one I'm working on is a uh, little like USB locket that shows pictures. Here's like, you know, it's large. Then every, every, every few seconds, it'll change to a different one. Like here's one of my cat, you know, <laughs> but this is with a uh, QT M zero, uh, QT Pi M zero, uh, hack express. It has the extra little flash chip on it so that it can actually do the display stuff. Um, and then something that you might've already seen, which Sieg's already using it, um, since I'm a big fan of the Cutie Pie, turns out you can plug a rotary encoder directly into the bottom of a Cutie Pie, and you've got like this instant media knob. And uh, here's an example of that as a little, little enclosed thing with a disc. Um, here it is all uh, printed out in an opaque plastic, so you can, you know, have that sort of a look. Um, Ooh, and that's yeah, that's beautiful. the uh, that's like yeah, some so some uh, Griffin PowerMate uh, next generation sort of feel for the knob, right? Well, that's the thing is we've been talking about like a replacement for these for these PowerMate yeah. knobs that we've got. I'm tired <laughs> so, of trying to keep those things alive with the drivers yeah. that they haven't supported in oh, forever. I've got a bad I've got a bad uh, bad breadboard wiring here. So right on. Power, but uh, but yeah, this is this is the thing I'm currently very excited about. I think the it's very cool. Is beautiful. I do have a question though. Um, I've dealt with pixel dimensions my entire life. How do you express a round screen's pixel dimension? You can't say it's like 240 by 240, can you? Well, I mean, it is It is actually to the to the chip and to CircuitPython, it is a square. Yeah. Um, and you then use the, like the displayable region is the circle inscribed within a that square. A circle inscribed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all these pictures are actually square images you're uploading. Yeah. Now, if you want to do things where you're actually positioning things in the circle, then you have to start doing a little bit of trig, but that's like pretty easy mm -hmm. sine cosine stuff that you learn in like, what is it? Junior high. <laughs> I love it. Man, that, that is so cool. So yeah. That's Lars. Really <laughs> Hi Lars. It's so compelling to think of like fitting that into stuff, you know, milling out. No, and it's, and it's, and it's nicely high res too. this, this display. It's uh, let me, let me. Yeah, 240 by 240 pixels, I believe, and 16-bit uh, color, 18-bit color. Yeah. Got to have the cat photos. Well, <laughs> great work. Right. Um, and can That's you all I got. find out more on, more on those up on your uh, your GitHub or blog? Can you point people at a link? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting a, uh, a GitHub examples uh, repository together, and I'll post that into the, what I've got so far, um, I'll post that when... Uh, when the stream is over. <laughs> I have one quick request. Could you crank that up to 100% awesome, please? Because it really is <laughs> bumming me out that we're at like- Oh, 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 there we go. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> or at least 98% awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Legal limit. Awesome, thank you, Todd. Thanks for coming on. That stuff Cheers. <laughs> All right, uh, next up we've got Bill from AT Makers. Hey, Bill. And let me see. We've got a How mic that now? is. Uh, there we good. go. Hey, I hear you now, and I see you, and uh, and welcome. What you got going on? So I've got um, something neat. Uh, can you go to my just me? Uh, there you go. Thank you. So um, if you followed along with, and when you hide yourself, we can't hear you, John. Just so you know that, um, and that you don't need to hide yourself. But um, for a while now, we've had a the ability to make these. Um, head mice, and they're great for people who've had spinal injuries and things like that to be able to move their mouse by moving their head. But uh, it's kind of been 
uh, it's kind of been tough because the um, what this basically is, I'll, I'll put it underneath the other camera, and you, you can come back if you want. I don't need the full screen. Hello. There you go. So what this is is a um, a BNO zero fifty five uh, sensor that is then uh, connected through Stemma QT to a microcontroller. And what we've been using is we've been using this, right? So originally, when we first did this, we did it with an M4 Itsy Bitsy, but then you had to solder in the I squared C pins. And I love the fact that when we, they came out with the Cutie Pie, we could have a solderless head mouse. And this was huge, right? You plug it in, wire it together, and, and anybody can assemble a head mouse if they wanted one. The problem with it is that this board really is not, um, it is not adequate for what we're trying to do, right? So um, it, it is uh, SAMD 21 M0. And when you're doing it in CircuitPython, there really isn't room for the HID, the um, bus IO, the I squared C, and the BNO 55 um, libraries. So uh, Carter and I actually had done a whole lot of thinning out in order to make this work. So we put the um, we put the HID directly in the interpreter and we thinned down the BNO. We did all kinds of garbage to make it work. And it does work, but it's not something that I can share because it's too much custom stuff. Mm -hmm. So we know they're going to come out with a RP2040 in the Cutie Pie form factor. So when I got mine... And I did, I got mine today. I thought, well, the first thing I wanna do is find out, can I just run the same circuit Python code on this feather, mm -hmm. plug in my, my I squared C and have it work. And it almost does. Let me change my camera. I'll show you. I mean, it, technically it, it does work. Uh, it just works for a very short amount of time. So, but um, if I put this on, uh, I don't know if you can see my screen. Can you put my screen back up? So when I plug this in, you'll see, here's my mouse on the right, mm -hmm. uh, right here. So as I look left, it moves left. As I move right, it moves right, and it totally works. And the problem was, uh, and this is a problem I posted about this afternoon, after about this long, it would just die. It mm -hmm. would say, um, clock stretching too long, timed out, and it would die. So there is some glitchiness in the... Um, in the I squared C RP uh, 2040. So by adding this timeout right here, uh, by reducing the frequency and adding the longer timeout, I am able to totally do it. And, and I thought I'd show real quick while I'm here, um, I'm gonna unplug this for a second, why we do this. So this is software called, um, this is software called um, CoughDrop. This is an open source software for, for speech generation. And so if I plug this guy back in, Right. And so now I've got a really good reason to do this. You know, I can I can look and I can say, you know, I and I can do dwell so I don't have to click a mouse. But if I want to, I, I, I like it. I like it. You. No, not you. It. I like you, too. So there you go. <laughs> I go up here and I can I can say I whatever like sentence I make. So this this is the fundamental core of a whole lot of people's ability to Very cool. in general. Yeah. And so if, if they've got a spinal injury. Like head mice are really expensive. They're absurdly mm -hmm. expensive. They're on my list of why are these so expensive things. Mm -hmm. So the ability to do this essentially with a $12 feather, you know, it is an expensive sensor. It's like a $30 sensor, yeah. but you're still, you're under 50 bucks and mm -hmm. under $50 to let somebody communicate 
is absolutely enormous. fantastic. And, and orders of magnitude less than the commercial product. So. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm 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 thrilled with it, and um, in fact, I was able to do it in 20 minutes, right? So oh, I done it before, but I was able to recreate it on the RP2040 mm-hmm. in 20 minutes. I downloaded Circuit Python, I dropped it on there. The folks in the in the uh, community in the the Discord community helped me find a solution to the I squared C thing, and we were up and running. That's great, and you're in the uh, you know very earliest days of you know a group of people who got what a, they got them yesterday. They got boards them and yeah. really early RP twenty forty. So it's yeah. uh, and I did I did I did update uh, the issue in uh, in uh, GitHub. So hopefully we'll actually track it down and work it out. Fantastic! Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on with that, and thanks for yeah. for contributing that to the community. It's really uh, it's all it's all good. Take care. All right, and we've got time for a couple more people, and we have a couple more people. Let's bring on Liz. Hi, Hello. Liz. What's going on? What's it going? Um, my camera's kind of blowing out a little bit, but um, for folks that are fans of Sailor Moon, uh, like I am, in the first season of the anime, uh, Sailor Moon has this star locket, and when it, she opens up, there's a crescent moon that spins around and it plays some music. So I'm trying to kind of recreate that with a circuit playground uh, blue fruit and a TFT gizmo. Um, and then uh, Todd had mentioned um, like cosine and sine stuff for doing circular things. And um, he mentioned you learned it junior high. I never actually meant, uh, learned it in school. Um, and I was trying to uh, get a circle to spin around and I was failing a bit. So if anyone has any resources for that, uh, please point me in that direction. Uh, but for now, I've got a sprite sheet. Um, I actually followed your guide on using um, ASIP. Sprite. Oh yeah, a sprite. I think it's sprite. Yeah, Um, like that. (laughs) Yeah, and so that's how I made the crescent spinning around and animated that way. So that's that's working at least. Um, But yeah, so that's project I'm working on. Um, I'm planning to record the music using the robot xylophone. Oh, fun! That's really neat. What a cool project bringing together a few of your uh, interests into one spot. And yeah, uh, yeah, I I wholly approve of when it looks like math is going to be the problem with something visual, just creating an animation. Yeah, that was was, (laughs) animate it however you want and create a sprite sheet and then pretend it never happened. Yeah, that was a hard left turn I took. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I approve. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you for showing us that and uh, looking forward to seeing it maybe with music next time. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Liz. Take care. All right, and uh, we have a moment for our last guest, uh, and that's going to be Daniel. So, hi, Daniel. What's happening? Hello. I'm totally new to all of this, and this Welcome. is essentially the first circuit I've put together outside of Blinky. Um, and this part up here is the micro switch for the Adafruit massive arcade button. Well, right. And what I did was I 3D printed out a like a housing for it, and essentially it's able and it's hooked up to a Pro Micro, so it's it's currently um, outputting the F3 keyboard uh, command, and I've hooked that up through Voice Meter, and so now it serves as a global push to talk button, and so now this whole thing acts as a foot pedal that I can use in either Zoom calls or uh, over Discord when we're playing games and stuff. So that's terrific. Uh, nice build. And if you could, I don't know if you're on our Discord, but if you could put a little info about the uh, software you're using uh, to to control the global um, push to talk stuff, that looks pretty helpful and pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I like just put this together like like a couple hours ago. Oh, so yeah, we'll definitely be uh, writing about it and putting a blog post and sharing yeah. it at all. 
Ah, terrific. Thanks for sharing uh, sharing that with us. It's a really practical project, but it looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love the, uh, the printed case you built for it too. Really nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that on. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again with another project sometime. Thanks for sharing. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you everyone for stopping by. We have about a minute for me to finish up and say goodbye. So uh, thanks everyone and uh, goodbye. And please stay tuned because next up, we've got our uh, very own Mr. and Mrs. Lady Ada with Ask an Engineer coming up next. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye.